Hey there, Black Mom Diaries. What does community mean to you? Is it necessary? And even though it's tough sometimes, is it worth it? Join us as we talk all about it with special guest Regina Murden, up next on the Black Mom Diaries. Hey guys, this is Patricia. And I am LaTanya. <laughs> How are y'all doing? How are you doing? Wait a minute, what just happened? See, we got to I- get this together. I, You know... Welcome to Black Mom's Diary, you guys. She's like, how are you? Where are we? <laughs> I know. I know. I, j- I don't even know what's going on. So I think, you know, that's like our stick, our shtick. That's yeah, it. It really is. It, it really is. is. We've kept Just, that consistent, right? I think so. Like us not knowing what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> not being consistent is our consistency. <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds about right. That sounds yeah. about right. Well, it's a beautiful day today, I think. I'm outside. I'm in You're a cave. where you are, obviously. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's too hot outside in Texas. So I need to go outside and get a little bit of vitamin D. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Look at this now. See, I'm so now we're on camera. You know, people can see me. My locks have finally gotten a ponytail, guys. I don't know if you've ever been through the lock journey, but that ponytail is like a milestone. Uh huh. That's what I heard. I'm and like, I, so happy. I remember, and I was talking about you um, and your lock journey uh, the other day, and mm-hmm. it looks good. I'm loving it. I don't care if it's sticking up or nothing. I'm just happy I could put it in a ponytail to get it off, you know, my neck. But uh-huh. I'm just I'm just excited about this. If you guys are ever thinking about getting your hair locked, do it. <laughs> just try it. At least go out on a limb at one time of your life. It, it, you know, I mean, just do it, you know. And okay. I, I, it's been two years, my daughter and I, and we're doing this together. Hers are way more mm-hmm. beautiful than mine. Um. Hers is now naturally blonde. Oh, wow. What? And that's spoken like a true mom where we give props to our kids. I know. More props to our kids. You're like, girl, you, you, you look fabulous. Yes. but You um, are her fabulous mother. So. Yes, absolutely. So how are you feeling today, Patricia? I feel good. And I um talking about the lock journey. You know, my partner has locks right now. And your yes. husband had locks first. Yeah, so, for 10 years. Yes. And every yeah. time. So, you know, <laughs> I think my husband is afraid to get in the water. Like he's a really good swimmer. But oh, I think he, he stays away the of he stays away from the water because of that story that your husband told about yeah. the locks almost drowning him. He should be. And, yours are, and his are thick. Yes. So it's not like mine. My daughter swims with hers, but her mm-hmm. where ours are thinner. But yes, he will go under. <laughs> he will get out and his neck will be heavy. <laughs> and he will try to <laughs> And we don't want that. We don't want that. We he do was not. He was talking about a um a swim cap for right. it, but we his need to find a big swim cap. Over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So he might. I mean, you know, I had a dream last night that he cut him off. And I'm like, every time I dream that, I'm like, why did you do that without telling me? Why do well, how do you like do you like his locks? I do like them. I do. And I in my dream, I'm always like, why did you cut your hair off without telling me? (laughs) Oh, see, I begged my husband to cut his. But that's what by the time I'm, you know, we got married, um, it was they were down his back. And I could mm-hmm. sleep on them. They were so thick. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't need a pillow. I just pulled his hair over and uh-huh. get, get a little comfortable on his <laughs> Nice and comfy. And then, yeah, but it would take us eight hours to wash and dry it. Yeah, so, that's the thing. It takes a long time. It takes a long time. And that was my job. Nobody else but mm-hmm. my job. You Isn't know? that funny so, how we, we get that job? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I he asked me to help him wash his locks. And I'm like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take a whole day. You have to pencil yourself 
in to your, right. you know to do your partner's hair like yeah. you know the sacrifice you know sacrifice girl i have my hairdresser does locks and she's been telling me to tell my husband come see her and he's like it's weird to go see your hairdresser oh she'll hook him up but speaking of speaking of marriage today is a big day for you is it tell the people tell the people tell the people oh. Oh boy, I just do not. That was a heck of a day, guys. I almost said something else, but only because <laughs> a lot of things went wrong that day. Um, I've been married for 19 years today, and um, I feel like we've been together for 21 years. Uh-huh. And it's just one crazy story. I, I love it. A lot of people loved our um, our our wedding because honestly, half of the things were done for free. And hmm. we were young, 22 years old, and my wow. whole wedding cost $3,000. I think I bought my dress offline. So, you know, it was great. But the people where we rented the hall from, they forgot to leave us the keys to the dressing room. So my pre-wedding pictures were me sitting on a toilet. And I bet you looked fabulous. I looked very <laughs> well put together. And I mean, it was like, you know, mm-hmm. trying to hide the back of the toilet bowl. It yeah. Was- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but now like, is there there's a, those are good times to yeah. me and um just great things and um uh I won't I won't forget that day because it was it was really special. You know, I mm-hmm. cried like an arranged bride running going down the aisle cuz so many Aww. people just loved us loved us enough to come uh-huh. to our little old wedding. Yeah. You know. So, but, but thank you so much. 19 years is, uh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's a journey that's still continuing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, I couldn't do it without a community. You've been a part of my community too, as you know, Mm -hmm. Um, anybody who's married for a length of time, you need to really have a really good community around your marriage. I could talk about this a lot, but we're not going to do that. Maybe we'll have a show about community and marriage. That'd be great. Very important these days because so many things attack attack your marriage. And it is not for you to keep inside of your marriage because I feel like if you have a trusted community, Mm -hmm. there are great minds that can help you come up with better solutions. Not that, oh, girl, you should leave them type of stuff, but more of let's see what type of help we can get for you. Exactly. What is something that we could do to build up your mental health and to help, you know? So, yeah. That's so good. That's true. And I think like, I know that I, I learned, I can't even remember where I learned it from, but I learned not to talk about your husband. Like if you have an issue, go to him. And I think you hit something very important. Like community is super important. So Mm -hmm. you need to have people that around you that you trust with your, with yourself, your heart and your marriage, because there are people that will tell you, girl, he's a doll. You need to leave him. And that's not necessarily the case. And I think that's what it means when, when I learned don't share issues because you right. can share the issues of your marriage with the wrong person and they can give you bad advice, you know? Yeah. So if you have that community around you that loves you enough and supports you and your marriage, even in the hard times, it recognizes that we all have different, we're, we're not, you know, flat. Mm-hmm. We are, we are round and in the, and saying that like we all, we're, we're not all good and we're not right. all bad and we have our good days and we have our bad days. And especially in marriage, our, our partners are going to see really ugly parts of us sometimes yeah. and they're going to see really beautiful parts that other people won't see. So Absolutely. recognizing, understanding that we have, we're going to deal with issues. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean divorce is important. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's like I say, we will have a a show about this. But one thing about not sharing, you don't. My aunt told me something. A person that brings information is also a person that will take information. 
So I've kept that close to my chest a little long. Like if, she, <laughs> if somebody comes to me like, girl, guess what Patricia did? And I'm like, mm-hmm. No, if you gonna do that, that ain't, that's not the maturity that I need to be sharing. That's now, true. if someone comes to me and say, you know, Patricia's having this issue, I'm not going to go into it, but um, I think we all need to go to her to see if she's comfortable enough to talk to it with us. Right. That's who we need to be around. Those yeah. are the mature people that's going to be able to cry with you and help you through, um, help you understand what you need to do in a reflection to your marriage. Right. So that's, like I say, this is something we're going to talk about, but- Ooh, girl. Uh, we have a guest, girl. We have a guest. I know. And it's like, so a lot of times we, we get to talking <laughs> and we stumble into what our guests are about. And we kind of sort of did because we talked about community. Yes. And this person is about building community for women. So yep. let, oh, let, yeah. me, let me tell y'all about this, this special person that we have today. Regina Murden is an educator an inspired Bible teacher, and a writer. Her purpose is to encourage women to experience the joy of a fulfilled life. She knows this can only come from a close relationship with God. Because of her relation, excuse me, because of her involvement in discipleship, she founded the Responsive Soul. This organization is primarily for women who are willing to become aware of their accountability to God. And this sister currently resides in Memphis, Tennessee, which I've yet to visit, but I need to go visit because I've heard really great things about it. She takes long walks, loves horseback riding, and enjoys traveling. And you guys can find out a little bit more about her at www.reginamurden.com. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest to the show, Miss Regina Murden. Join welcome, us. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, ladies. Hey. First of all, I want to say you guys have me just laughing. I mean, you guys just first started out with the locks with your Samsung men. I was like, this is hilarious. This is so funny. But thank you. Thank you so much for um, just inviting me to your platform of your community. So, um, you know, we, we learned a little bit about you in that quick bio, but it's always interesting for me. You know, I can read about people, but okay. when I meet people virtually or in person, I want them to tell me about themselves. So tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, something extra about me. I'll just like in a nutshell, I would just say that I am really an advocate of love. Like I really do. I love anything with kids. I'm a big kid at heart. So if you find a group of kids, I'm somewhere in the middle of it. Like, hi, how are you? Like, that's I'm grown as can be, but I just still have a heart for kids. Um, I'm a person that love to just volunteer, give my time to community. Um, once I leave here, I'm going to go do some type of servitude. So um, it's just pretty much whatever you think of someone that's a humanitarian, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, I love that. I love a good joke. If you guys know a knock-knock joke, I love a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I was too loud for you. Yeah. Uh-uh. I probably won't even remember any of the ones that my children <laughs> tell me. I get them. I listen to a podcast, and at the beginning of the podcast, the the guy lets his son say a knock knock joke, and I pause it so that my kids and I could think about what is a knock knock joke. So, oh, oh, this is a good one. You know, I love knock knock jokes too. Um, Oh man, I just lost it. I'm gonna. Uh, gonna You have to. You whenever it comes to mind, you just have to be like, okay, here's a knock knock joke. Here's a knock knock joke. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not the comedian in my family. My kids are always trying to get me to tell jokes. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not funny. So your dad is funny and y'all are funny. But I we love them. I mean, if you can tell them, then, hey, I love to laugh. Yeah, we know. And I like (laughs) your laugh. too. I love your laugh. I think it's it's a genuine nice laugh. We will start loving on each other, Regina. Gina, you need to go ahead. <laughs> We're gonna start because <laughs> because I really do like her, and we talk about this. Like I don't, it, we don't just do a show together. 
I really do like we her. We do I'm, life I'm like, together. Okay. Yeah, we do. You're right. Even though the the last couple of years have kind of sort of interrupted that because we haven't, but we we were our lives have been intermingled for a while, like almost yeah. eight years, because I knew her yeah. since before she had her last born, who yeah. just turned eight. And, yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. And our kids know each other. Our husbands know each other. So, yeah, this is real. Yeah. This is real. <laughs> Which is the community aspect, you, you know, we want to get into with you. Like, okay. what, what is community to you? What is community? All right. Well, that's a very good question because community is pretty much anything where you can come together and gather. But community to me and i think also for you ladies just for listening to you just earlier is that um community is also not just somewhere you want to feel like you feel like you belong or somewhere you feel like you can gather but you also want to feel like you can thrive and that's what i felt that i was lacking or could not quite find in my set of communities that i was um in place in at the time in my life because i was like okay i have this i have this community at my job i have this community you know right here and like where i live but i just felt like i wasn't thriving and so when i kept thinking about this and then i kept hearing other women talk about it other people i'm like why do i keep hearing this people talk about i don't have a community or even in church they were like i can't i don't feel like i have a community that i feel like i thrive and I'm just there. I'm just showing up. And so I started this community before I even started it. God had to work with me though before I could start this community. But the community that's called responsive soul community is a place where you learn about yourself. It's a place where you learn how to thrive because the concern is not as much about being with others. It's about how to do life with others, how to do it with each other well, how to understand yourself in each season that you're going through and understanding your identity in him. And when I was going through that, I remember I was like praying for guidance because I pray for everything. I'm like, if you need prayer, come to me. Like, I love to pray. I really do. It's a communication with God. And I wanted to share this with you. It was because um, it came to me. It was Psalms 143.10 when it said, teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. And I thought about that. I said, we do want to do God's will. Most of us want to do that, especially as women, as being moms, we want to do his will, being a good mom, being a good wife, being a good um, leader, whatever he placed you in life. But sometimes we're not on level ground. And I was like, what, why, why am I missing that little piece? You know, like, why can we have it all? And the thing is, you can have it all, but you have to seek it. You have to seek it in a place where it's found in Christ, where it's found in where your soul is not spiritually dry. And that's what I found out. I was like, everything is good. Everything is flourishing. But my soul was sick. My soul was dry. And I found that there was other women who had the same thing, that their soul was sick. Their soul was dry. And then we start connecting and we start healing. And then we start learning how to do life with each other. Did we do it perfect? No. We cried. We Oh my goodness, we went through so much of different things. We laughed with each other. We met in coffee shops until we got it right. And then God showed us how community is supposed to be done. And it was to be able to be done with each other, holding each other's hands, sometimes letting go, letting know when to let go of each other's hands. Because sometimes we hurt each other in community when we think we know all the answers. And I can help her because I went through that, you know? And um, sometimes that's not what community is. Sometimes community is just being able to thrive, whichever, how God wants you to thrive, how he's conditioning you in the seed form. If sometimes it may, he wants you to sit there for a while. Sometimes he may want you to just, I need you to just spurt forward and be bold. And you're like, I can't, I can't, you know? And so that's what responsive community is about. It's about being able to know your role um, at that moment that God is using you. You said some really good stuff there. I think like uh, the fact that you said that community, you you mentioned how community is not always pretty, basically. And I think that's why a lot of people are so afraid of it because 
we can not always be happy with each other. Like when we, uh, Latanya and I were talking about in marriage, you know, you're not always going to look at your, your spouse with um, stars and love. You're going to be frustrated. And same thing with community. That's going to happen. And people, I think, are afraid of that. But also like recognizing that, um, you know, just because you went through the same thing as somebody else or somebody's going through something that you went through, it doesn't mean that you have to be like, oh, well, this is what I did. Sometimes we just need to zip it and listen. And I know Latanya wanted to, to add to that. You know, I think about community because I love community so much. And being professional community builders, we were for so long, there's a certain expectation that people have in communities. Um, and personally, I don't think that's fair on the community, if you understand what I'm saying, because that's what causes people to fear community because they have a certain expectation. So do you have any insight on how you can remove that and just be in the community space? What I would say is, first of all, you have to just not look at it. That's just the key. Like, seriously, I know that it sounds like what, but it's true. You have to tell yourself and be able to know if, if, if I'm going to go into this community looking at what other people think, or I'm going to go in this community and look at what I can contribute to this community, what this community can also contribute to me. Because when you're looking at it from what other people think, you're already inviting fear. And you can have fear and love at the same time in the community because you're already what sizing things up. You're already closing yourself down into a small cell and you're not allowing yourself to be the best that you can be for that community because not out of 10, the community, like for instance, you and your relationship with your friend right here, you're, that's a community. And you allow yourself to go in with that trust and that open and that love or even with a marriage, you're allowing yourself to be able to be the best version for that moment. But I know that can be hard sometimes because some of us, we're not just able to do that on our own. And if that's the case, that's fine. Just be able to just find something positive and then you go towards that. That's your vehicle. When you go towards something that is positive, that gains your confidence. And then some, soon you won't really be like so like baffled about your community or you won't feel as if it's a community that you don't feel safe in. Because nine out of 10, everyone wants to feel safe in community. We do have some people though who likes to um, not have safe community, but even if that's so, they still need love as well. And you can be that that beam of light of love for that person. You really can. It's really hard to, I mean, because everybody is coming from their lived experiences and our lived experiences are not all the same. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, to get everybody on the same page when it comes to community is tough. And to be committed to that, um, like knowing that trying to like working through all the mess and people's trauma, I know that's a hot word right now, yeah. um, people's past and the thing, like the baggage that they bring into relationships is, is tough and it's ugly and it's hard and to stay committed to that process when, you know, like, cause everything in the beginning is always so, so great. Like it's the honeymoon phase where you just see everything through rose colored glasses. But then the longer you are in a relationship with people, reality sets in, you get a little bit more comfortable, true traits start surfacing, you know, <laughs> and um, they, people don't always mesh well together. Um, and I know, like, I used to read this one um, daily thing. Uh, I can't even remember what it was called. But they would talk about, one of the writers would talk about sandpaper people and how somebody, and it's somebody that, you know, you just, you just kind of, you, you, they ruffle your feathers, I guess, or they're a little bit rough around the edges for you. And it's hard to be around them, but they're scraping something off of you that maybe needs to be scraped off. And I think that 
though, and you know, like sometimes you can agree to just, we can be cordial with each other, but we're really not going to be like close friends. But then at the same time, you know, those people, they all serve the purpose. They all serve yeah. their purpose in a community and in our lives. But you mentioned something really good, though, Regina, in the beginning, I want to go back to it. Um, each community has a core, has a nucleus, right? And the nucleus is what, you know, our relationship with God, which is your relationship with yourself. So if, if I'm going into this group and I know that this is the nucleus, there may be other little pieces in the community that is, that's around that nucleus, right? That I may connect with, you know? just as long as we all have that understanding that yeah. this is what this, this is the core of the community, right? It's not, you know, vampire, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's, this is what we're doing. This is here. And then it's always going to come back to this and not, not the drain, but the nucleus of it. Right. So you got to know what you're got to know what you're signing up for. I guess that's what you want to say. Because I'm not going to go to a swingers one. I don't know why I go so extreme with my, <laughs> with my, uh, <laughs> and I know, right. And I'm going to go try to make a community in a swingers community. If I don't, if that's not what my core is, then why am I there? So if somebody's rubbing me the wrong way, I don't think, wait a minute, hold up. I ain't supposed to be here anyway. Because that's not even my core. You know what I'm saying? So uh, how, how do, how how can you get out of that, that thinking of, I got to do it alone. I don't need, I just need me. And, and moms, especially, we kind of form this little bubble around ourselves sometimes and like, and say, you know what? I really want to make friends, but I really don't have the time. I really want to be in a community, but it's going to require so much of me. How do you get out of that type of thinking? Mm, that's good. But I also want to um, piggyback <laughs> off of that. You might do need to go to that swingers because because Ooh. sometimes you learn about yourself. No, 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 hold on. You learn about yourself like, well, <laughs> I, I I definitely had it wrong. I had it wrong. You know, like sometimes, you know, when you mess up and you're like, whoa, this is not what at all that life is about. Because, you know, sometimes you look at like, why are people doing this? What is this about? Not saying that that is what you should do, but sometimes we learn from mistakes. So, but for your question, when women do feel like they have to isolate or they don't feel like they have um, that community or they don't have the, the gut soul to try it. Well, sometimes it just really, it's just that preconceived fear that just, just, just comes naturally from us. And um, when that happens, just try to find you. Like I said, you don't, community can just be one other person. It doesn't have to be, sometimes I think we think mm -hmm. of like this large mass group of people. It doesn't always have to be. It can just be one other person. If you can find one more confident person that you feel like, okay, I can share myself with you. I feel safe with my heart to be able to allow you to come into these dark spaces, these spaces that doesn't, I don't quite understand what they're going through right now, but at the same time, I feel that right now God doesn't want me, or I feel like my own self doesn't want me to go through this alone because none of us are created to do it alone, but we no, feel no, no. like I could do it alone, I could do this all by myself. And then you do it and you feel like, well, that was a failure, it was a mess when you could have done it with someone else to help you along the way where it wasn't too much of a mess at all or if it was it was together but you learned like i love how she said that sandpaper and it's true you need someone to be able to rough off those edges for you how would you ever grow you will always remain at the same space for times and there's people who probably stay in the same space for 12 years or more i hate to say that because they refuse to immerse themselves into community to grow and that's how you grow is through community well you mentioned accountability too because mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're not recognizing that you're in the same space in 12 years and then taking accountability of why. Yeah. And then if you don't take accountability and someone's like telling you, look, you really need to, you need, you really need to put these heels on and stop with these sneakers if this is where you want to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you're not in a space to accept that. You know what? I need to learn how to walk on heels. Like y'all say, my analogies is just 
y'all know uh people the audience know me by now but if you're not willing to look at why you're not willing to take that step to grow then how can you 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 know how can i how can i be a person for you the patience accountability is really important and i think that is something that scares a lot of people um i will hold if you ask me i will hold you accountable to a point where you're almost uncomfortable and you really have to be ready for making change in order to allow someone to hold you accountable because it it opens up so much and growth is uncomfortable and uh, not everybody is ready to get uncomfortable. Like we, we just like to sit in our familiar mess. Um, and we might talk about, I wanna put those heels on, but these sneakers are just so familiar and they're just so yeah. much more comfortable. And if I could find some heels that feel like sneakers, then you know, maybe, maybe it'll work for me. But really, <laughs> we have to, something has to go off in our mind where we're like, I'm ready. I'm ready for that, for that change and to be held accountable. Yeah. But that accountability piece needs to come early in your life. It's, you know, as an adult, we really don't have the, what's the word I want to use with it? Like you really don't have an incentive to be accountable because you don't have anybody to make you accountable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you're yeah. already an adult. But yeah. I believe as a child, I always tell my son, he, my oldest son, he does not take accountability. So my two, just, I don't know. I'm, I didn't even get it. Regina, do you have children? I don't have any, no. Oh, okay. It's, you know, we. I have some for you. So, um, okay. so my oldest, my oldest son, my two other children, they got, they got money. They received money and, um, for doing their, their work the whole year. Like we gave them 20 bucks. Like you get paid 20 bucks a whole year. I don't know. They love it. Right. <laughs> but he didn't get anything. And so when he went to the store, he couldn't buy anything because he didn't have any money. Right. But listen, my children, I teach them to take care of each other. But I also tell him, right? I also tell him that you can't get mad if you haven't leveled yourself up in what your sister and your brother is doing. They're able to go spend money because they did what they had to do. They had, we had to do a come to Jesus moment with you don't do your work at homeschool is so easy that it's so easy for you not to take accountability for your work. So he didn't do it. So I had to tell him, he's like, no, it was because the TV was on. And, oh, no, you didn't take accountability. So you can't even go to the next level. But guess what his community did for him? His community taught him what it looked like to take accountability for it. You know, so it's very important for us to be in a community that helps us to go up, <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. not to stay us, not to stay the same. And is that? I'm, I apologize. So, what you do? Um, do you see these things happening in that community? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I see that, and also when you were talking, that was uh, very good because. Um, you see brokenness too. That's a lot of times why accountability doesn't come as early for some people in adulthood because they come from so much brokenness that they can't even um, first identify or recognize what, like who are they in ways in this situation? What, what is my role or why is this happening? So first, when that is um, healed and also be able to come to a light into the community where like you said you have to be willing to want to change then you can see that accountability come because like i said if that brokenness is there and then at the same time you're trying to say that i want to be accountable i've seen back and forth it's like they're 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 doing great then all of a sudden they just drop and fall and like i quit and then it's as if there's a person that has like anger management issues or something because they don't know how to uh, be a catalyst with their feelings, their emotions, that brokenness. But until that um, core get healed or they're able to just let the light um, to be able to be shared with 
others, meaning they don't have to be perfect, but just be able to share it in a comfortable way. Then you can say, oh, you see them feeling more comfortable with being able to be accountable. But what you did with your children, that's perfect because he know he wants to level up. So that is very good. So he knows like, okay, I must do this. This I'm not going to be like this next time. The broken. So that was perfect. But yeah, you do see it. You do see that in this community. Yeah. That's really great. I, I love how he, I love how his uh, siblings were like, I got you. But yeah. then they also showed him like, if this is what, if this is, if you want to earn money next year, this is what you got to do. This is yeah. how you do it. So they supported him in two different ways. And I'm sure even though he wanted the money and he was maybe feeling some kind of way in the beginning, he had that support from his siblings. You know, they, they gave him that extra love that Regina was talking about yeah. in the beginning. That's necessary. Yeah. But on the so. flip side of that, he wanted exactly what they wanted, but he didn't match the accountability that they had. Yep. And I would tell him, like, his brother bought candy and his brother gave him a piece. Well, he wanted half of it. Excuse me. You didn't do half of your work. So he was upset with his brother. But I told him, I say, it's not that you didn't have anything. You were still, you still got a piece. But you still got to right, get right. yourself up in order for your cup to be filled to where it needs to be filled. Mm -hmm. Can't get half of my accountability. What are you doing? Right. You know? <laughs> so that that's where I talked about the expectation of is where you do you don't do all of the work that you need to do for yourself, but yet I'm going to join this community that's going to just do the rest for me? No. Mm. Yeah. We're not here for that. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. That could be like a conversation for like a whole, that in itself could be a conversation for a whole nother day. Cause I think like a lot of people do that. And a lot of people like, you know, when people get money, their family, like serious money, their family's like, I don't need to work. Why do I need to work? You have money. You can give me money. And I mean, you know, yes, they could oh, give I you money. Or I want your Yes. Healing. Right. Please or I want your, your success. Healing. Right. Like if I hang out with you enough, your success is just going to rub off of me and I don't have to do anything. You know, it's just yeah. boggles. Yeah. The I want to be Regina without doing Regina's work. Exactly. And you don't you know, like that happens so much where people are just like, well, she look at how she's living. But you don't know what she did to get where she is. So right. it's ooh, ew. anyway, I have a water. Okay, drink some water. I'm about to drink some water, but I have a question because um, speaking of expectations, like community expectations, Regina, when it comes, and you work with women, um, when you work with moms, I think there's this tendency, like when people have kids, I know before I was a mom, I used to work with high school kids. And sometimes their parents or their their adults would come in and talk to me and I would maybe say something, answer their question. And then they would ask me, do you have kids? And it's like, well, you don't understand. I will say this. Um, it's easy for someone without kids to not understand what it's like to be a mother. However, if you are good with children, I have a very good friend that is incredible with kids, doesn't have kids won't ever have kids, but she is amazing with kids. Like one of the best people I know, like has this crazy understanding for children and their processes and their growth. And she is just like, that's her gift. And so for somebody to ask her, are you a mom that like, she it, it doesn't matter because she's so good with kids. She's better than some moms are with kids. And so, um, you know, like, I, I wonder if you get that working with mothers um, in the community setting. And if you do, like, you know, what what is your comeback? And, you know, like, do you say anything or are you just like, just stay in the community and let me show you that this is my gift. Go sit down somewhere. No. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? I love that. Um, actually sometimes 
you have to speak, you know, that's just time to speak. And then there's times like you just don't have to say anything. Like you said, it's just like your action speaks for yourself. But oh, it comes all the time. They're like, oh, and also I'm single too. So it's like, oh, she's single and she's not, you know, like so all Girl, of that. You a double whammy. That's a yes, double whammy. Yes. <laughs> so it comes and I'm like, okay. You just have to just read the room. You know, they say read the room. And then you also have to just um, go according to what is needed for that situation. Is it always difficult? Sometimes, but not always. Because, like I said, if you feel comfortable, I feel comfortable in my skin. I I see, a, like, for example, I see another child I, or a teenager. I feel like I'm comfortable with them. They just connect. I connect with them. Um, I don't have kids of my own. But... If you come to my place, they always hear, they feel comfortable, they feel like they can share. Um, and I always find a way to just alleviate other people that do have kids and they just like, can you keep them for a while for me? Um, I've always been kind of that type of vessel for people in their life, but to have to prove myself, I never felt like I have to ever prove myself because my mom always told me, you never have to prove yourself. She was like, the gift thing is in you and whatever is in you, it will show. You never have to prove yourself. So I understand people come with the clapbacks and things like that, but I'm, I'm always ready, always ready. <laughs> That's almost like the, the question of, um, how can you tell me about a successful marriage and you've been divorced three times? that's almost like the same question. But what I would say to uh, you, like when people say, well, you don't even have kids. How do you understand? Well, guess what? I got the best experience because I was a child at one time. Yeah, that's true. I don't need to, I don't need to have children to know. I knew how I wanted to be related to. I know how I, I used to work with children. I didn't have my first child until we were six years married, but I worked at the, I worked with children ever since I was 15. I would work in after school program and I was a hit one because I knew what I wanted and all children usually eight, let us say 98.9% no want what would the other child wants. I don't care what I'm not physically, but just mentally and emotionally. They want somebody that's there. They want somebody to listen to their stories. They want somebody to spend intentional time with them. And guess what? I didn't need to have children to know that. You just need to have, you just have children because you practice it. <laughs> right? And it's all people that are parents are good at parenting. I'm just going to say like, and I know like parents, you know, they want, usually want the best for their kids, but. And that's because they forgot what they needed as a child. And that's right. just for real. If you knew, if you could think back to your childhood, what's the most that, what's the one thing that you wanted? Like Regina, I'm going to ask you, what's the one thing that you wanted? Just one thing. Well, I have, I have an awesome childhood, but I guess something I wanted was love, and I got that. I really did, yeah. See? You see yeah. what I'm saying? You do not need to have children to know that children need love. That's yeah. true. So, don't, girl, I know you don't, but let me hear that conversation. I love that. I love, yeah. And, I mean, I, I definitely think, like you said, Regina, your mom said you don't have to prove yourself because the gifting is there. And I know, like, it sounds like you just, you you walk in love. And that is so important because if you have love, um, it shows, you know, when you, when you interact with people, you have the patience and the willingness to sit with them, to find understanding and to see what it is in them that is a, a favorable quality or trait. And that comes from love. And if you're able to do that, you're just a people person because, you know, some people are really good with kids. Some people are good with teens. Like I, I, I think I rock with teenagers or young adults. Um, some people are really great with other adults, but it sounds like you're just really great with people. And it probably has to do with the love that you walk in. Um, and I know Latanya is just one of the most giving people I know. And she, when she says she's about community, she's all about community. I mean, she used to, we, we used to, like she said, we used to do this community thing. That's how we met. And I was just in awe anytime she would be talking about the events that they would do because her community was way bigger than mine. And her husband um, is a public servant. 
And she was like doing it on her own because he was working with her three kids, you know, and I'm, and she was like, my husband and I, we would order, (laughs) we would, we would order catering. Whereas this girl, she would be making dinner or breakfast for like 300 residents. And I just, that's love, that's community, that's, that's service right there. And so I say that because, um, Latanya, you started helping people or working with kids when you were 15. Well, yeah, you didn't need to be a parent, but that's, that is a reflection of your character mm-hmm. and the gifts right. that you were given. Same as you, Regina. So, Like what made you want to do that, Regina? What was missing? Because people say there's maybe something that was missing. Let me rephrase that. Because people always think that something comes out of something that you're missing. Mm. No, something comes out of something also that you are free to give. Like, I didn't have to be missing a community to build one. Mm-hmm. I could just, that could just be something that I just freely give. So what was the foundation of it for you? Foundation just everything you. you do. Because you said you're going to go serve. Like, what's the foundation for you? That's a very good question. Um, like she said, I actually am a people person. So it would be probably just, I'm just heart to heart. Like when I wake up, like for real, like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh my gosh, who can I call today and pour into? Like this is, I know we all are made differently. Some of us are, I love how like uh, Rick Warren said this. He said, some of us are, we're built as tiggers. We're just joyful people. And then there's some of us, we're Eeyores. It takes a mm-hmm. while. They just don't see the light of things. And so sometimes you need both in order for you to see each other. But like, for instance, like my sister, she's not an Eeyore, but she's kind of <laughs> close to it. But at the same time, she it's, it's perfect because it allows me to also see that, well, life isn't always seen as rainbows and unicorns, you know, for everyone. And so when you see that and be willing to see everyone's different lens allow you to say okay i can go through life being me but at the same time like you said pouring to others i didn't feel like i was missing anything i just felt like it was just something naturally i just gave so yeah just a giver almost like you were a cup for someone pouring into you and now i have all of this in the cup that i just want to just listen you know you know, it's people that be like, oh my gosh, Regina, she's always, oh, when does she, I just, I can't wait to see her burn out. I think that's it. I think so. <laughs> Isn't that awful? That means that person needs to be out the community. You are not the father. Get oh. out right now. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, what, 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 so what do you do for yourself? And look, I'm all into loving yourself in life now. So what is it? Okay. What is it? Where do you get your your rest from? Your peace? Okay. All right. Yeah. So I love to sunbathe. Like that's my thing. I have to have like a sun. Like I do that for <laughs> sure. Like seriously, I have to sunbathe. It's it's really good. And then um, I love to like orange sherbet. It's simple things. Like this doesn't take a lot. Like orange sherbet. It's like really good. It's like oh, it's tangy. You know, it's good. It's quick is fast and also for me just like doing crossword puzzles or things like that and just music that's it it doesn't take a whole lot I just reflect every day see what was good what wasn't good you know like okay this sucked this was good this is okay I could have did this better I'm not gonna beat myself up on it you know and sometimes you can find yourself quickly want to beat yourself up but if that happens you stop it you know you have to be able to be disciplined to know what's too far and what's not too far. But for me, it doesn't take much. I'm not a person that needs a massage and all of the candles. That's not me. Um, that's my aunt. She's was definitely that, but no, that's not me. So a little bit of vitamin D, Oh yeah. some orange sherbet, self-reflection <laughs> yeah. and crossword puzzles. Yeah. That's nice. And God, nice. I can't do it without him. Can you play words with friends? I think you should friend me. <laughs> oh, okay. That is, I don't know if you like Scrabble, but that is so relaxing to me. Okay. I don't know if you want to you play sometime, you know. Okay. 
<laughs> Connect the words with friends. I never got into that, but <laughs> oh, I, have, I play like twelve people at a time, and I'm wow. all into it. Yeah, it's relaxing. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's good because you know it's like you and we we had someone else on our show before talking about self love and how it is different for everybody, and like you said, it's not the massages for you, Regina. It's it's um, the other stuff. And it's just important to find it and know that just because, you know, this is what the world says self-love looks like, you have to figure it out for yourself yeah. and practice it. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. I agree. Well, so you are an author. Oh, yes. Tell us about your book. Author. <laughs> Well, the book that I have out currently is a children's book. It's called My Pew. Um, it's um, about Marie. And so it's about full of love and kindness and how she can take her pew and share it with all type of people. It's pretty much like inclusivity because our children needs love. They need to understand how to embrace each other, embrace themselves. And so I should have the book with me, but... This is little Marie here. So she's like the little girl that shares. Wait, her hold love. that up again. Put oh, it up oh again. okay. Yeah, we're here. She shares. My pew love. guys, look at that. And um, I'm sorry. That is so cute. And I so love she, it. That's her little friend, Blue. And so she shares Blue with everyone that looks like I'm. They don't feel like they're secure with themselves or they're not confident with themselves. And so she's like, here, here's Blue. You, she takes them everywhere and Blue becomes their new friend and then they become friendly with others and then it just continues. One of those books I is love that. love. <laughs> so wait a minute, here we go. How did you know that children carry around animals with them? <laughs> animals, real do animals. You, do, you, do you have children that carry around animals with them? <laughs> Tell me, how do you know that? I've, okay, I've worked in many settings with children. They always have some type of animal, stuffed animal or something. It's, it's, yeah. it's just something they love. It's brings them the comfort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spot on. We carry a book bag with us everywhere we go with these things in it. Look, mm -hmm. I'm saying these things because it's a lot, a lot of them. But mm -hmm. you, didn't, you didn't need to have children to know that. That's true. Yep. See that, what is true. that that come on now, let's debunk that. That people have to have that experience, right? To, to relate to people, anything. You don't have to be that thing. You just need to be able to relate and be able to be able to uh tell it and show it, yeah, which your book clearly, you know, kids would just pick that up just because the blue the little blue bear in her hand mm -hmm. because they have something like it. That's wonderful. Awesome book. I haven't read it, but I know it's awesome. Yeah, I need to get, I love reading. That's like the thing that we do quite often. And I, I need to get that book so I can read it to my kids. So how do, how do we get that book? How do we order it? Um, well, right now you can get the book on Amazon and um, it's on there. And also I'm going to put it on my well page. So it should be there and you can get that as well at reginamerton.com, but right now on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And we'll, we'll include the link to Amazon uh, for the book uh, for our listeners. What about any other projects? Are there any other projects that you're working on that you would like to share with us? I, well, interesting. I am working, oh my goodness, I'm working on this manuscript. This is not a children's book, but this one is for women. Okay. So this is going to be interesting. It's about fear and it's, it's, it's so scary writing this book because I don't even know why. I think it's maybe a spiritual warfare or something. I haven't heard that because like, what's all this fear coming from? But it's an interesting book though. The book is coming from a collective of other women that I'm going to add into the book. And it's going to be about their life and their experiences of overcoming fear. So that should be coming out soon, priest. So look forward for that. I'm working on that. So finish that hopefully by this month. Fear is something that can can stunt your growth. Like we're talking about growth and and community. Is it man? Fear is is serious. And if anything is the devil. Is the is fear. Oof. Fear can push you into doing stuff that you don't even know yourself. 
Yeah. And it's not for a growth purpose. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I can't wait to see that, to see that book. And I love that you're using other people's experiences and, and sharing that as a collective. So keep us posted on uh, when it's, when it's all done and on the press so that we can, we can look for that and share it. Do. So now we're getting to the fun parts. All right. Let's say that I am, you and I are in a building and we hop on the elevator together and I just look at you. You just seem like a very interesting person. And I say hello and you say hello. And I'm just like, tell me about yourself. Tell us what would you say to me in 30 to 60 seconds where I would walk away from that conversation feeling like I know exactly who this person is. Okay, I'll definitely tell you my name and tell you that I'm um, interested in knowing who you are, of course. And then like, who are you? And then after knowing who you are, I'll just tell you about who I am, a person that um, loves people at the same time, but don't want to sound creepy, but I do love people. And then um, just tell you about a person that pretty much just want to I never get to be like a humanitarian, I guess. That was the hard one. That was the hardest question. I don't know why, but that was hard. But yeah. You gotta say you're an author. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I'm an author. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is so true. You gotta throw that because then the next question will be, well, what do you write? And then there you mm -hmm. go. I that mean, I'm true. not telling you what to say, but. Right. But no, but know, that's I'm hard. an author too. I'm glad. Yes. I'm an author too. Yeah. She's so an author many times over. That, it's over. Like mm -hmm. they're standing there forever, just like, what? And then what? Right. And then. You know, yeah. <laughs> but you're also you're an author. You're a connector of people like you are a community builder. You're yeah. a humanitarian. It's hard to think of, um, you know, some of us are better at it than others. But when it comes to talking about ourselves, especially when we are servants, it is tough. To, to talk about ourselves. So I always like to give people the opportunity to give their elevator pitch. Um, it took me forever to figure mine out and I'm still working on it, but I always like to give people the opportunity to just be like, that's who I am, so. <laughs> well, you don't stay the same, you evolve. So you're always gonna be working yes. on your elevator yeah. pitch. If your elevator pitch is the same as yesterday, we need to talk about some growth opportunities. Or like 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm a different person. I so You're I'm an author person. too. Not as like Latanya is just like blah, 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 blah. she's got like all this stuff, and she is an author of all different types of things. I wrote a book ten years ago, and I know when I look at it now, I'm like I'm not even that person anymore. I feel like I've grown so much. So yes, that's true. Elevator pitch definitely yeah. evolves. For sure. Elevators go up. They don't stay. They go up. Hey. <laughs> so now it's really the fun part because we get to play a game. So the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you this, right? Okay. So for, okay. Don't get, it's okay. We've heard a lot of things. So I'll, I'll take, I'll start off easy with you. Okay. First question is service or sacrifice? Sacrifice. People look at me weird when I do blank in the grocery store dance oh me too i love it favorite travel song it will have to be this one with center stage with the one about <laughs> it's weird but it's about uh, letting yourself go it is it's one of my favorite one and jumping so that's that's my favorite one yeah your favorite one to put on when you're getting ready to go somewhere in the car oh yeah Okay, it's not a fantastic voyage. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. That's just an odd, that's not one I use, but yeah, I like it. We we like a lot of Michael Jackson over here. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. King. Beach or mountains? Oh, beach. Yeah. Small group or large group? I like both. Let's do small group. Never have I ever. Never have I ever told a close friend secret. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Now, what's the biggest lie you've never told a child? I think the one that I've never told a child, um, but it was a lie. Um, 
You never it told for, it, remember? But it was for, I felt so bad because, okay, it was for Christmas. And the child wanted to know if Santa real or not. And the mom was sitting like right over there. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't hurt the child's memory. You know, I, you know, at the same time, I was like, you know, Santa is as real as you want him to be. And you, you can praise him and enjoy. And the mom was looking at me. I was like, I'm not about to, you know, tear this child's life up or you're not about to tear me up. So I guess that would be my, yeah. Felt so bad because the child really wanted the truth. The biggest that's the biggest lie you never told so yeah. you didn't tell a lie yeah, yeah right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so i don't know i don't know what era you're from so i was gonna say which mom did it better on tv okay. was it marge simpson <laughs> or i'm gonna go back on this one or peggy bundy i don't know if you're there <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it to March, I think. I'm going to give it to March, not Peggy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. March was inspirational. Peggy, I don't know what she was doing, but. She was trying to live her best life. Was yeah. that it? I like it. I, I like it. March was a little bit more like, you know, Homer. You know, Bart, I told you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, good job. That was good. See, you did well. Yeah. You know. yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Yeah. Well, before we before we um, end this, is, is there any other way that our listeners can connect with you? We have the website www.reginamerdin.com. But if anybody wants to connect with you and learn more about your communities, um, how can they connect with you? Is that the best way or is there another way? Yeah, there's another way. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram. And it's just my name, the handle at Regina Merton. And you you can find me there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I feel like I learned a lot. And I know that there are some gems from this conversation that I am going to take away and incorporate in my life. So I appreciate that. I always feel good when I feel like that. So thank you. Do you have anything in closing to say to our audience? Yeah, yeah. I would say for your audience, um, if you're seeking for community, because this is what we talked about was community, do not, do not shy away from it. Seriously, give yourself that opportunity and that push to be bold. You'll be surprised when you can evolve. We have, what, six months left in this year, and you can find something beautiful in you. If you just give yourself the opportunity to just be who God created you to be, not who you think the world say you are, but what God ca call you to be. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Regina. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our show today. Uh, you know, you could be anywhere else in the world doing whatever else, but you decided to join us today and, and hear this awesome, awesome, awesome conversation. So I just want to say thank you to our audience for, for listening as well. Latanya, do you have anything else that you want to add? Uh, like, share, comment, reach out to us. Um, we, we, we have some exciting things coming up. So I want you guys to stay connected, you know, so that you can maybe have a chance to meet some other Black mom awesome diary writers out there because I know y'all picking up y'all pen and paper writing down these great gems just being dropped so right just you know just you know share with someone who might need it um who you think may need it and never have heard the show and mm -hmm. have them like and write reviews and get in contact with us about things that you want to talk about things that's a matter to you things that you want to do or need inspiration in on and that note, past episodes. I apologize for that. No, that's we okay. Have some great ones. This is our third year. Clap Ooh. it up for Patricia because she's the brain of this thing. <laughs> Listen, we would not be here if it were not for Patricia's vision over a little over three years ago. So this is like oh, we're sorry. on three years strong because of this amazing black mom right here. Just want to tell you. So you. you guys um, go back and listen to some past episodes and things that we've done um, over, over the years. I can say that now over the years, <laughs> you know, so, it's been a crazy yeah. ride. 
Yeah, it has been an evolving uh, one too. Yes. So here's to many more years to come and lots of awesome conversations and opportunities for, for diary entries yeah. <laughs> and, and all of that jazz. Well, on that note, I am Patricia. And I am Latanya. Thank you so much for listening to the Black Mom Diaries. Good day to you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Black Mom Diaries. If you like what you heard, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. If you'd like to partner with us financially, check out ways to do so on Anchor or Spotify. You can support monthly or give us a one-time donation. No amount is too small. Until next time, thank you again for listening to the Black Mom Diaries.